Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today I'm with Milwaukee's very own Browns crew. Cristo Paz y Sebas. Um, today we'll be conversating about their journey as well as their success with their music. Uh, without further ado, how you guys doing? Woo, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, we're good, man. We're good. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, I'll go. I'll start off by saying, like, I've been I've been hearing your music uh, for quite some time now, and it's um, it's pretty it's great actually. We appreciate that, man. We've um, definitely come a long way from making music in a cell phone basement of a cell phone shop oh, to uh, homies' basement to actual studios um, and just the level and quality as well. Um, so yeah. Thanks for, for the love and for having us on here, man. No, for sure. So before we jump into the actual conversation, um, uh, just tell us a little bit about you guys, about yourselves, guys. Anything you feel open, out in the yeah. open. I mean, you know, I think <laughs> for from the context of this and really anywhere we go, you know, Milwaukee, born and bred, South Side, for sure. And that's, you know, if, if you don't know that from, from knowing us or from, you know, you're going to hear it in our music. That's what we try to represent is, you know, where we came up and, but, you know, also the struggles of our people worldwide experiences, I think anybody could, could relate to. And it is not all struggle. Sometimes it's, you know, just party and vibes and, you know. All right. Brown's crew. When was uh, Brown's crew formed? Um, officially, officially Brown's crew was formed when a meteor from outer space. <laughs> right. I was about to say some like goofy shit too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess technically formally was named in 2011, in the summer of 2011, um, during a trip that we went to together to Mexico, to Oaxaca. Uh, we stayed down there with a, a journalist and filmmaker um, and just like a, a couple of other artists as well. And we were doing some, some stuff down there and kind of started brainstorming some names and Brown's crew was the one that we ended up going with at that time, uh, heavily influenced by, you know, uh, artists such as like Black Star and uh, wanting to represent, you know, for our people as well and just kind of put our own spin and flavor on hip hop. And yeah, that's when it was officially formed and we didn't drop anything until um, later, um, sporadically. Um, so yeah, that's when it was formed, I guess. I mean, we've known each other though since middle school and Started kind of kicking rhymes in high school. You know what I realized right now when I was hearing you say that? What? <laughs> that we went on that trip to Oaxaca like 10 years ago or so. Yeah. Around this time. Yeah. Like July or yep. August. It was before. I remember because I was still in school. It was mm -hmm. the summer before my senior year of high school started, I believe. I think or that, college that, or merits a, that merits a celebration. No. <laughs> My boy popping bottles early. We're not even five minutes in. Shine. <laughs> this is a look into the creative process. This is a little little breakfast bubbles. <laughs> little um, breakfast bubbles. It never hurt nobody. It never hurts. Get the fizz up in the mic. <laughs> 
brought to you by <laughs> so um what type of music would you say you guys are because there's been several songs that i i've heard and it's it's always different and i i think that's what i love most about you guys you especially with the the last song you just came out cien mexicanos mm -hmm. for any of you who haven't heard it um it's a it's a legit track uh right here cien mexicanos dijeron que el browns crew no es nada ligero nos quieren retar pero no llegan al peso hazte paula o no la hagas de pedo cien mexicanos dijeron el Browns Crew no es nada ligero Nos quieren retar pero no llegan al peso Hazte pa' un lado, no la hagas de pedo Yeah, I was actually at that premiere. Yes, which, I, I remember seeing you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that invite, by the way. That's like, um, it, it, it was, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. And to see how much pride was in that building, I think overall, as a uh, Latino, It, it made me feel proud like the way you guys represented for your culture for for the way it it, it just was a cool experience and uh i gotta say that track is pretty catchy because I, i catch myself from time to time <laughs> yeah no i appreciate that man um and thanks for coming through with the good vibes too man like uh the that type of energy is in, infectious and uh it makes us also you know we I, when we make music we make art I think all artists and creatives like outputting something that's personal or outputting mm -hmm. something that's like very vulnerable or inside you that you really want to share. And so when you get that same love back, it just uh, it's a great feeling. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what we were trying to like really transmit. I think with that song, obviously it's called Cien Mexicanos, Mexicanos yeah. but I mean that that shit resonates with anybody who um, you know who who knows those experiences or yeah, you know, sure. has to hustle or has to um do what they got to do to to take care of them and theirs and so um so yeah it's definitely like just an ode to all of our people um all over the world really um not yeah. just mexicans so i'm glad that you felt yeah. that and that that came through definitely so um what okay so you said uh, this is over a decade ago that um brown's crew was formed what What gave you the want to be musicians? What was the, where did it start? Like, I think uh, both of us have always been artistically inclined, you know, since even like as kids. Um, and, you know, gotten interested in, you know, literature, poetry, and just words in general and music. You know, Sebas played saxophone and, Oh wow! Um, yeah, I actually brought it here. If you want me to play something, shit, yeah. It, 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 uh, I mean, yeah. Later on in the interview, wow, I was about to be like that. Hit that Kenny G. <laughs> you can hook up right up, bro. <laughs> that that Car Carlito G. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, going and we started in high school. We started. We'd be like freestyling at the lunch table. Yeah. And then that turned into like freestyling at parties and. You know, we'd be somewhere and people would always want like, oh, put, put on a beat, put on a beat or something. Sure. You know? so these guys could rap. And, uh, you know, Sebas was the one that was like, hey, bro, you know, one day we've been doing this for a minute. And he's like, this is cool or whatever, like you know, mm -hmm. freestyle, whatever, but like, let's actually make music. You know, let's yeah. actually get in the studio, record something. Let's make a song, for at sure. least one song and then see, you know, what we do. And yeah, kind of went 
went from there. Like he said, that the first song we recorded, uh, we were up on uh, like you know Eighth and Mitchell or Ninth and Mitchell, Tenth and Mitchell, around there, somewhere on the South Side on Mitchell. Uh, at a cell phone store, not not like a nice cell phone store. You know, it was like <laughs> this is kind of a bootleg cell phone store. And oh, for sure. Gotcha. Older dude, uh, he he was cool as hell, but um, he was he's just like, oh yeah, I have a setup in my basement, and he would come down and like record us. He would just hit record, and then he's like, okay, I gotta go upstairs and oh, deal no, with my wow. with my customers and stuff. And um, we <laughs> yeah. recorded uh, over the flavor in your ear, Craig Mac. Uh, we did, we recorded something over that, and yeah. you know I I heard it recently. I was like, you know, we have fucking bars on that, man. Yeah, like, yeah. can I swear on this? Is this? No, is this you're good. Man? Yeah, I I want full authenticity, okay. bro. Like, I was like, it's, it's bars on this thing, man. Uh, like we we that and that was our first track we put out, and so you know we we put out a mixtape um, shortly after that, but um, you know we kind of life you know life gets in the way yeah. a lot and. We weren't re- we weren't really doing a lot with Brown's crew until you know recently again we we both were kind of in the same space so like yo you know I'm, I've been at this job and I'm not feeling it anymore and like I'm this and that is like nothing is feeding me or feeding my soul the way yeah music does you know at this point in in, in age like for me like the biggest thing is like protecting my peace like I got a family now and um, you know but. I've been able to like basically focus on my passions more. So hearing something like that, isn't it crazy how life works? It's like you could drift off for a little while, but like those forces often like like hit you. And when they yeah. do, I mean, the the music in the the past, like last summer even, um, like hearing you perform, uh, it was actually before um, before the pandemic. Um, you were doing ch- uh, Chill on the Hill. In- oh, yeah. Yeah. So here's the weird part about this. I wanted to tell you guys this story. So I was a cameo in an artist uh, a video that I interviewed earlier in the week. And then later on that day, I went to go see you guys and um, at Chill in the Hill. I didn't realize that until it came on my memories in the middle of the week. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I'm interviewing these two, yeah. Brown's crew, and then Illy. He's a, another uh, hip hop artist out of um, uh, Milwaukee, Southside. Um, I, I interviewed him for his tin shop, but it was it's crazy. Like, just bam, I have you guys all in one day. I was sharing your like the experiences I had, and <laughs> you both are on the same day. And I'm like, whoa, it's crazy. Mm. But, um, can you describe the creative process when you're making music? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, at least for me, it it varies. I don't really have, like, a structured, like, um, A, B, C, D, step-by-step. Yeah. Step. Um, but I like to usually try to, like, um, things that, that bring me inspiration, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, whether it be uh, going to see, like, other performances or listening to certain music or um, just interacting with with individuals and spaces around the city and whatnot but um you know just trying to find the right sounds as well that accommodate uh my voice or the sound that i'm trying to output um and then kind of from there let the let whatever feelings come out from those sounds kind of dictate 
the writing process. Yeah. Um, I actually shared um, a writing, like, because there's so many, like, little tips or, like, little things you could do if you do get stuck or hit a writer's block. Sometimes you get so caught up on, like, uh, a line or something that you kind of stop or you, you know, just keep going kind of thing that you got to do. Um, but just trying to find stuff that makes sense and, and cohesive, at least for me. Um, but yeah, I don't really have like a, a step-by-step like process or anything. I just kind of, um, I try to force myself to write, even when I don't feel like it, but, um, that in itself is also tough. Um, but yeah, I just try to find sounds and beats that I like that inspire or make me feel something and then kind of just go from there. How about you, Golden Flacco? <laughs> um, similarly, I don't have like a specific thing that I follow. I mean, usually I'll, uh. I'll just go through some beats, you know, I've yeah. got a couple of producers that, you know, I've um, worked with and, and connected with and just, you know, send, they send me a big file folder and go through and see, you yeah. know, what, what I'm feeling. And then if I'm feeling it, just start kind of like freestyling to it a little bit and, you know, come up with some lines that I like, I'll just repeat them. Yeah. And then I keep adding to that, I'll, I'll repeat back and i'll keep spitting it and i'll just keep adding to it um and sometimes you know like say i get stuck i get somewhere and i'm like i love all of this and i don't know what's next i forget about it for a while Mm -hmm. come back you know like a month later or something and just like you know in the zone you know all of a sudden i'm up late i can't sleep i just start playing some beats and then like oh yeah now yeah, I got it. I think that's the best thing with music because I I did my music um, for a little while. Um, I recorded actually the most tracks I ever recorded was back in 2016, and I I took a swing at it. Um, and I I love music. I think the be- best uh, part about music and like writing it like that that's it for me. That's like my expression. That's how I express myself. And and like honestly like. It's like you, like I leave it. There's sometimes where you get that writer's block and then you have to come back to it, but it ain't nothing more than being in that moment. And cause that's when the best work comes when you're in that moment and you're hitting it. And sometimes you, you'll be not be as inspired. I usually just stop right there and I'm just like, you know what? I'll get it down at a, at a different. Yeah. Sometimes even just, um, messing with melodies. So like Chris was talking about like freestyling over a beat too. Yeah. Right. So like, um, Sometimes the the freestyle or, you know, it won't make sense necessarily, but it's more so like uh, the the melody over the, the beat, right? So, like, if a beat is on, you might just be like, and then you fill in the words afterwards, you know. Yeah, you beautiful kinda, melody. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> sample, sample that for, for a few right? What um, What uh, musicians inspired you guys um, to really get, like, I, I can't even say that you have one sound because I here here's another track I've heard from you and it, it's like it's like it's different. Um, I'm gonna play right now. <laughs> That's that uh that Milaires. Yeah. Um so like you you know what I mean? Like what in like inspired like what musicians inspired you to give you this type of approach to music? 
I I per, I I just can't pinpoint one mm-hmm. one artist. Oh, at least, same at all. least yeah, at least for at least for that song it's more so like the the genre of cumbia is Okay. Um and I think just like uh growing up listening to it cuz I mean even growing up there's a lot of music that that I would listen to from family and things like that that um inspires me but it doesn't necessarily really uh find its way into the music that I create um sonically. Yeah. Um it inspires me whether it be like the songwriting sometimes mm-hmm. or the um the energy that is output and stuff like that but for that cumbia track i think it's just in general like the genre more so that that really kind of um inspired us to put out that track to to dance the feeling the vibes um yeah. for me and when it comes to artists that that kind of inspire inspire my work or my writing i mean there's just there's just too many to name and people tend to ask that too like oh like what are what musicians or what artists inspire you but there's there's old ass musicians that inspire yeah. you. there's like new new music there's um so it, i mean i can't really just pick one would you say it's in the moment type of deal um I, I think sometimes there is but i think there's also like those those artists that are always going to have like a a resonating kind of like impact in in your in yeah. your music but um but yeah inspiration like i was talking about earlier inspiration can come from like a, a one hit wonder like, yeah you know what i'm saying and if, for sure you know um but yeah it's hard to choose just from from like growing up listening to like tejano music or cumbia music or like um ballad songs like leodan and stuff like that and then growing up and getting more into hip-hop once i got into like middle and high school i remember seeing uh talib Kweli's goodbye music video and i was like it was on the box yeah on channel eight we didn't have cable and I just remember seeing the video and the sounds and what he was rapping about. And I was like, yo, this shit is crazy dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then growing up again and getting inspired by like rock or getting inspired by, um, you know, other other kind of music that I was discovering at the time. Say it, um, country. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> Actually, actually, Cristo, Cristo kind of has um, opened my eyes to country music. See? I wasn't a big fan of country, but um, uh, most recently we went on a trip uh, maybe like a year ago, close to now. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole trip there was like we were just playing kind of like country or blues music. And yeah. I mean, that shit is hard. The lyrics and like the, the feeling and the um, songwriting and the yep. uh, it's just like a good ass vibe. I, it's like mm. anything. There's good music and and bad music. I don't really yeah. like like genres all the time in terms of like it's hard to categorize. But yeah, yeah I fuck with country now for sure. How about you, bro? Yeah, man. I, I want to. Uh, specify too that we're listening to that real country music, not yeah. that, <laughs> not that stadium country bullshit, uh, pop country shit. Do about to bust out of Tim McGraw. No, no, we're listening to that Roger Miller, yeah. um, Johnny Cash, uh, Willie Nelson, wow. you know, Highwaymen, all that kind of that kind of vibe. Um, Jimmy, all right, Johnny Cash, right off to the side of us. The Man in Black, right there. Yeah. But, um, for me. Uh, I think one of the like definitive moments for me where I was like, I want to make music was the college dropout album and hearing that. I know a lot of people don't like Kanye and, you know, I think, uh, I think he needs help. Yeah. Uh, for sure. A lot of people do love him though. Yeah. No, you can, it, as much help as he needs. And we all like, you, you definitely can see there's something wrong. Like, but at the same time, his classic albums are like, I think Classic. I think I think all of his albums are classics. Yeah. Honestly, like I, 
you know, people are like, oh, I don't like his new shit or blah, blah. It's like, he's, he's constantly changing the game and he's, you know, not, he, he's not faking it. You know, whatever, whatever he's yeah. talking about on each of his albums, like people, you know, after college dropout, you know, when he started getting into like my doctor's beautiful doctors of fantasy, like, yeah. Like, well, why isn't he talking about like what's he gonna be talking about the shit he was doing? Like, he's a fucking multi-millionaire at this point. Now he's a billionaire, I think. But yeah, he went, you know, he he went broke and then he bounced back and now yeah, I think he's like close to his, he's up there. His songs too are always like I feel like he's always just pushing the envelope and ahead of his time. Like people don't really appreciate mm-hmm. yeah. the stuff that he puts out until until five, ten years later. I think it, what what it really comes down to is uh, us as a society and and not being accepting of someone who's who's different. And he is. He, he's a genius in his own right. Like you can't. As much as you see, like the issues that go in his personal life, that doesn't take away from his music. You know what I mean? With his last album, a lot of people were like, uh, but. At the end of the day, it's going to hit people. If it don't hit you, it's going to hit people. And I, I think, like, music, like you said earlier, is an expression of yourself. And, you know, like, you need that. You need right. the, the people like that that's going to generate music. Kind of like when I listen to your guys' music. The one thing I, I'll say again that I love about your music is that it's it's never really the same. It's always different. There's always a different vibe. Like, it's either smooth or it's, you know, jumpy or like, you know, like I, I just, that's the type of thing I look for when I'm listening to music country. I love it. I love their messages. <laughs> we, I'm might gonna say do, that. we might have to do a, a country. <laughs> well, I have, country. A, I have yeah. a little, uh, we have some drafts, you know what I'm saying? We have some yeah. rough, um, recordings of some Brown's crew country music. Mm-hmm. That audience, you might catch me ghostwriting for <laughs> some country singers. But no, yeah, like to connect back to like, you know, full, full circle with with your question of, you know, connecting it to that song with Milaitis. I think at that point we're, we're talking about, you know, how do we distinguish ourselves? Yeah. Like, you know, I think our first mixtape, it was all industry beats and we're, you know, rapping like, you know, about our own shit, like what we see, but it's it's still like in a very, you know, like radio style or like top 40 style, you know, like this is. Or, you know, this is what we know. And then with that song, it was like, who's doing this? Yeah. Like, who's who's putting this out? You know, especially in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and that's that's what pushed us to do that. And then even, you know, when we came out with ETA, it was like, you know, there's more pop. It's yeah. different from, like, what we usually do. But, you know, like, we're we going to make a banger. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think and this is outsider looking in like watching your guys journey um i paid attention i remember the first time and i was about to say it has to be over a decade because the first time you brought it up brown's crew was we were in your house in your room and um you were on your computer and you i did you have a computer in your room there was someone's room that i was in and they had a computer maybe probably i mean i had a laptop you know well um you were looking at the thing and then you mentioned Brown's crew and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And, and like seeing your journey, like, I think you guys have found more of who you are. And through that, you're like, yeah, we got this. Like now we can put our personality, who we are out in this. I think that may, that's authentic. I think like, <laughs> so you perform a lot. Um, this past summer, um, 
what are some of the shows you've done? Have you made any type of collaborations with um, other artists during these performances or? Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, we hit the uh, performance circuit super hard in like 2019. Yeah. Um, we had shows um, weekly or biweekly. Um, we got to perform at uh, Summerfest, um, the world's largest music festival. Yeah. Got to perform at Fiesta Mexicana, which was really awesome. Just yeah. um, the amount of people that not only go there, but just growing up and having that be like a, a big stage and, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, so it's, it's got a, a close spot to, to our hearts. Um, but chill on the hill, like you mentioned, um, and you know, all those other festivals, summer solstice festival. Um, yeah. I saw you down there. This yeah. Year. Yeah. This summer, yeah, this summer we got to perform there as well. Um, we got Brady street coming up on the 30th. We got chill on the hill on the 26th. Um, we're going to be performing in, uh, Delavan on Saturday, actually, um, with a, a collaborative performance with a homie, uh, TMI. Okay. Um, Tlaloc, who is a another Latin MC, uh, hip hop awesome. artist over in Delavan, Wisconsin, and um, he actually reached out to us a couple years ago to uh, potentially collab on a song. Yeah. So we ended up meeting up in Chicago, and got to work, and we put out a song called Chula, um, and that's uh, we don't really have a lot of collabs. Um, to be honest, I think that might be our only one. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, um, and I don't think it's necessarily like on purpose. I think we just kind of really try to like um, hone in on what we doing mm -hmm. and figure, like you were saying, like figure out our own sound, figure out our own direction and things yep. like that. And we were getting a better hang on it um, and understanding our ourselves more, our process more. And mm -hmm. I think that's reflected in the music. Um, but that's really, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the only song where we actually have a collab. Um, wow. Back in the day when we first started rapping, we had uh, we were part of a uh, DLC. Um, kind of group and so yeah. we had like dirty a couple. Latin children <laughs> that's not what it stood for but now that you say it I think we all were I think that was Latin I think children. but I think that was a, that was the song that was the song that we put out with yeah. everybody we called it it was so it was the DLC no 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 it was called uh, Insane that was one of them but there was another one. Oh, y'all don't think you were on that one I think you were in oh I don't think Chile. I was yeah no I don't think I was on that's that why um, that um that's why you laugh bro <laughs> that like shit went hard children. as hell actually that shit went but, hard yeah we, we collab with with um a handful of people like uh Grant Four um Edlin Rodriguez Grant goes by Grant Four producer rapper yeah uh, another homie uh from the south side as well and uh even the beats that we get too I mean that's a collaborative um effort as well you know like um working on the beat itself and you know, co-producing it or, um, you know, working with another producer to get the sound that you want and yeah. whatnot. Um, but yeah, other than also like we're, we're a duo. So it's like, that's mm -hmm. already a collab. Like every time yeah. we yeah. make music, you know, is, is two, that's already two people and two styles. And, yeah. um, you know, I think we both have our, our sound and our, our kind of style and, and, you know, yeah, that's what, you know, people seem to like it. I think they like us, right? Yeah, yeah I think we got a good. I think we got a good contrast in. <laughs> I think you're doing pretty voice, good. Voice and style. You know, I think it works. Is there um? Is there any type of anxiety before performances? You know how you like. I, I mean, I've done performances and I've got in front of people like this kind of, like, I would call it more anything adrenaline. Like this is adrenaline mm -hmm. that's rushing through. Do you guys get that before every? Um, I don't get I don't really get too too nervous to be honest. I think I get a little jittery. Um okay. 
before, but that's just, again, like the adrenaline. It's not so much like nervousness. Mm -hmm. And also like, uh, I remember it was like this sports psychologist or something. I forgot who they, what team they worked with, but they were talking about how uh, usually nervousness is, um, you know, you can, you can really kind of try to psych yourself out and turn that nervousness into excitement. So like turn yeah. that nervousness and, and try to frame it in a way that like, dang, this is an opportunity for us to show what we can do or, yeah. um, and try to like really like let that emotion like run through you, but at the same time, try to be able to, uh, control it in a way that, that is conducive for what you're about to do. Yeah. I think when you get nervous, I think a lot of nervousness sometimes comes from like lack of preparation, right? Yeah. When you're excited, when you get butterflies, like that, that's excitement. That's like, cause you're looking forward to something or you're um, anticipating something. But I think the nerves, I don't, I don't really feel too, too nervous anymore. Yeah. Um, unless it's, I don't know, like a new song that we about to perform for the first time or something. Cause I want it to go well. But, um, but yeah, once I'm on that stage, like all the nerves just kind of go away. I'm sure we have a show August 21st in Chicago. For, that's uh, what i was for, gonna ask yeah, yeah i might i might get a little nervous for that ruido fest show um but again that nervousness will probably uh it's probably more excitement mm -hmm. um, i'm sorry did you say ruido fest yeah ruido fest i think that's the country's uh largest, largest alternative latin, alternative latin music festival there you go yeah so we excited so it's pretty sure big names gonna be out there oh yeah for sure i think we were uh, have you heard of cypress hill yeah you know that? Ah, come okay. on, on the same day <laughs> I'm i mean shit, you, if they trying to roll up on the day of i mean that's dope that yeah, yeah. that's exciting i mean there's some other uh heavy hitters on that uh you know friday and saturday well. yep. uh, yeah kuko's on there actually Cuckoo. have a song where uh i mentioned kuko and I'm yeah. like, come on, man, hit us up for the collab. We ready. So, you know, if Kuko ends up hearing this. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I think for me, yeah. uh, you know, when we first started performing, I would, I would get nervous. The very beginning, like, you know, 18 years old, whatever. Oh, baby ass. No baby. <laughs> and then, like, you know, it's like things, dumb shit you think when you're little, like, oh, if, Mm -hmm. take a shot i'm gonna take yeah. a shot and i'll get loose you know or whatever and then like take too many shots and you're too loose and you get sloppy you yeah know? For sure. and that's so like yeah. i don't like people always ask like would well, you do you know get drunk before a show They're like hell no i don't get drunk hell like, no. i barely drink i don't like i'm not gonna smoke before a show i'm not gonna like right i might i might have a beer or a mm -hmm. a drink yeah. but like i don't I've never mean, got that concept of how people can. I, I if I were to go on stage, mm -hmm. um, I, I I've been it's nine months already, but um, I don't drink anymore. But even when I was at that to part, it's nine months. Thanks, brother. Yeah, for a round of applause. Uh, yeah, no, mm -hmm. but it, even when I used to perform, mm -hmm. if I got on stage before, like and drank or did something like that, mm -hmm. that would give me all types of anxiety getting mm -hmm. on on stage I, i've never got that whole concept but it works for some people it works for a lot actually <laughs> but and it, it sounds it sounds corny but like the other reason i don't do it is because i i get high off of that shit like being on the stage yes, like being on the stage yeah and like doesn't matter if it's two people or two thousand people yeah you know, or like i love it like when i have the mic and it's like y'all are looking at me yeah this is my voice like this going with this music mm -hmm. we're the ones making this shit move right now yeah you're the vibe basically you know, you know what i mean yeah. i feel the same with as chris too man like i don't really like to drink or smoke or anything like that before a show 
if any, you could drink afterwards. You know, oh yeah, I'm gonna turn up after the show for sure. Definitely want to be on on point, and you know, and you know, I was talking to my partner a couple of days ago, and we were talking about um, just our creative processes. You know, she does her thing with um, photography, and she makes jewelry and whatnot, and That's awesome. having to communicate and talk with people, and, and mm-hmm. you know, be personable and all this and that. But when you're on stage, is is similar but different, right? Where you you're on stage, everybody's kind of looking at you. Yeah. Um, and you have this power, right? Because people are listening to what you're saying. And so, yeah. and I never really thought about it that way in terms of like that that power that you're able to yield when you're on stage. People are listening, you got their attention, they're vibing to you or, or whatever. You could go, we could go on that stage and we yeah. can say whatever the fuck we want and mm-hmm. they'll hear us, right? There's sometimes where we talk about social or political issues or whatever yeah. it be, or, but really trying to think about that platform and, um, and how we leverage it and what we do when we up there and showing love. Like Chris said, if there's five people there mm-hmm. or if there's 500 people there, like it don't yeah. matter. They came to see you. They took time out of their day, whether it was free or they had to pay to get in. So it's just kind of, um, yeah, it's, it's a, something I didn't think about before. It's something that you definitely, it humbles you. It, it makes you appreciate what you do even more. I mean, you're a vibe. Like I said that before, but you're a vibe. So like, you people come from all walks of life so at that moment when you guys are performing it also always remember like there's someone in that crowd that's really hanging on to those words and they're really connecting like and and in in that moment in their head they're like this is where i want to be and i i think that that's the cool thing you know um what would how would you describe uh your guys work ethic when you're you're together writing writing your music when you're, do you often, do you write separately or do you write together or is it, what, what would you say? Yeah, we, we do, we do both. We've done both. Um, and I, I like to think that is usually pretty, pretty like chill and laid back in terms of, um, when we do write together like that. Um, the, the trick is I think too, is, is not making it feel like a job and not making it feel like, um, you know, too formal, you know what I'm saying? Obviously we got to schedule meetings or, you know, get on a call and figure things out and plan things out and talk about certain things and look over contracts or whatever it may be. But trying to make sure that we keep like the joy in it too, and not have it be so like, uh, we don't want it to be tedious. We want it to be uh, fun and something that we want to do. Um, so, I mean, uh, last time we got together to write, it was, I think it was like in Cristo's backyard, maybe, yeah. um, you know, sunshine, um, chilling, going over beats, um, might've been sipping a brew or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's usually pretty, pretty chill like that. And then, you know, when we do write by ourselves, at least for me, I'm, I'm usually pretty relaxed, usually in some chanclas or some socks, you know what I'm saying? Like comfortable and, um, and yeah, I try to make myself as few as relaxed as I can, um, when going into that. I was gonna um, ask you, do you play any other instruments? But now we know you play the saxophone. <laughs> yeah, I play, I play the sax and, and any other type of uh, percussion that's needed. I'll play some triangle. You know what I'm saying? I'll yeah. play some guido. I'll play some clave or whatever. Maybe just to add a little yeah. a little oomph to it. But um, but yeah, just saxophone. There you go. Yeah. How about you, Goodito? You play any other? Or no. I was uh I was trying to get into uh like keys, piano. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's has been real slow. Bass, uh, I know one song on bass, uh, Chavo de Abajo. Yeah, he reminds us every time. Yeah, by, <laughs> by, by El Sebas. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I've busted out 
I performed it live a couple times. Yeah. So I, I like to, you know, little trick, little little something for the crowd, you know. Like, he, oh, shit, he uses yeah. that clip all the time. Yeah. Post, but, uh, that, post that clip. I probably, I probably, <laughs> it's been so long since, uh, since I've played it that I probably don't remember it. And it's literally like, <laughs> like two, four, four notes. <laughs> yeah. It's like four notes. It's dun, like, dun, 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 dun. Is there any uh, type of like, okay, it's more on uh, the performance. Um, is there any like rituals you do before you go on? Like everyone has like where they got to touch something, you know, like I've, I've seen some weird stuff. Yeah. In I, my don't, ears. I, I don't know. I don't know if Chris wants to talk about what he does, but, <laughs> hey, but it, it's hey. out there. It's out there. There's rituals. No, I know. I know. Yeah. As people do all kinds of stuff. Like I really, for me, like I want to not be rushing. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to have time, Russian. you know, to you Mexican, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Polish, too, Eastern Bloc. You know, I could. There's probably some Russian in there. Yeah. No, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a hurry. You know, uh, the day a day that I have a show. So like, I want to be able to make sure I take a, mm -hmm. a good shower. You know, get nice and clean. Get my 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 beard together and shit. You know, I'm so you like to be comfortable. Scraggly today. I want I want to be comfortable and I want it like again just. This is what I'm doing today, and you know that's why like yeah. I'm focused on it. Obviously, like we're we're not at the point where it's like all I all I focus on is is music. So like you know if I got to work or I got to do something earlier in the day, mm -hmm. you know is not as not as ideal for me. Like I'd rather not have yeah. other shit going on. There've been a couple times I haven't been consistent with it, but when we were performing with the band heavily, I tried to like get us all together in the room before we went on stage. Yeah. And just like not eat like a, a, a my form of prayer, right? Like not necessarily in the like traditional sense, but yeah, just getting everybody together and being like, "Yo, like let's go out here and, and rock this stuff. Like let's have fun." Um, Coach Sebas, you know, like Coach Sebas, just, just like getting folks in the in the right mindset of like, "Yo, don't forget why we're here. We're here because we're yeah. musicians and we love to do this. And like let's go out here and do what we know what we've been rehearsing for." And um, let's just have each other's back and have a good yeah. time and, and then boom just to get everybody on the same page and you know that that collective effort and collective energy in that little circle before we go out there that's awesome so obviously there um you've been performing a long time and I, I i'm pretty sure from time to time there's mistakes that are made um while you're performing yeah how do you usually respond to a moment like that like yeah i do uh, are you good at playing it all? Or I think I think, I think yeah. so, man. And like I think sometimes, like because we know what it's supposed to look and sound like, we we notice them. And I like to think that the crowd doesn't notice mm -hmm. them as much. Um, but yeah, there've been times where either lyrics are forgotten, or like a bar. I shouldn't say lyrics, but like a bar or two is forgotten. Or um, there there was a song that we actually recently performed, um, opening up for Combo Chimbita at Cactus Club, and. We performed this song that we haven't performed for a while, and it was over the original instrumental recording. So we recorded a, oh, wow. we recorded it with the band in the studio, and we've been we used that track yep. um, with no vocals, and we would rap over it. And we haven't done it for a while, so we kind of had to rehash the arrangement and structure to know, you yeah. know where does the chorus go, is it repeated, and where does the bridge go, and this and that. And while we were doing the show, we kind of forgot, and we. We winged it. It ended up fitting and working yeah. well, but we winged it. But um, but yeah, when things like that happen, you just kind of got to keep going. I think at that same show, I took my microphone off the stand 
and the stand like fell or it like you know uh, went all the way down or something like that yeah um just ignore it you know until the song is over or something like that luckily we haven't had anything too crazy happen the show must go on yeah, yeah. um that's awesome i mean like performances i, I you know when i used to um yeah that's kind of what i would say it's like keep pushing through um it's yeah i mean people aren't like people are not really gonna notice unless you you make it known you know you make it noticeable yeah oh man i fucked up let me start over like right nah, yeah. gee, we're, we're pushing through this growing up in um growing up in milwaukee how is that attributed to your music man that's i mean not just the, like my whole shit you know when i go places like i rep milwaukee like i'll have yeah. i'll wear like local brands or i'll wear like my mm -hmm. bucks gear and brewers gear you know for sure whatever it is you know i remember like people used to like say shit to me like man you you have like a cali vibe like you seem like somebody like you would like be in la like you're from la or something uh, yeah and like and it was this weird thing because like milwaukee's a small city <laughs> yep so like people think that's a compliment right mm -hmm. like oh you like you have this big city vibe or whatever and to me i'm like Nah, dog. I'm I'm yeah. from Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm dude. from Milwaukee, and I love LA. I, I, there's no disrespect. I love LA. I got family in LA. I go there, you know, a few times a year, and I love it there. But when I'm there, I'm yeah from Milwaukee. Well, that's it. like I went to. Um, I'm I'm originally from the South Bronx. I was raised in Wisconsin. Um, the fact is, when I do go over there, I am very loud with saying, "Hey, I'm from Milwaukee." Especially after the Bucks one, mm -hmm. I, I took the whole family, all the kids. He's a Jets fan he, and a yep. Bucks fan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm a Brewer fan. I'm I'm a Yankee fan too. That people don't get that. Like it's just like gotta always have love for the Yankees. It happens. It happens. Yeah. I've met people. No, but very loud. How about you? Yeah, like, yeah, same. I mean, I feel like. Um, you know, at least you know, especially the South Side too. Just kind of, um, it's it's a it's a. Our old bio used to be like, you know, our music is inspired by the sights and sounds of our city, and there's a lot going on a lot of time, a lot of beautiful stuff, a lot of tough, harsh stuff, and Milwaukee is a real gritty city where, like, if you want it, you really have to go get it and get after it, and um, I think that's like, uh, in, in our music as well, we rap about stuff like that, and so. Um, same here. I mean, anywhere that I've gone and stuff like that too, like Milwaukee is always home base. It's always like, you know, the, the pumping heart of, um, and has informed like the way that I, uh, move, move about, you know what I mean? In terms of how I carry myself and, and stuff like that. And we've had people come up after our show, like, yo, are y'all from Cali or are y'all from, y'all yeah. got like a real, like, you know, uh, West coast vibe and this and that. Like now we're from from Bruce City, from Milwaukee, yeah. and but hold on, you hit something that I I need to talk on. Yeah, sure. Gritty, Milwaukee is gritty, <laughs> yeah. and that's what people don't get. And I hate that, like you know, all these bigger cities, they think like, oh, you know, New York, L.A., yeah. this, that, the other. Like especially like I'm like, if you live somewhere or it's beautiful weather year round. Mm -hmm. like miss me with that shit about you know it's yeah. it's hard here it's this and that like nah bro imagine all the shit that you're talking about yeah now in ass chilling cold cold or like the 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 wind uh one of my deals he calls it machetazos like machetes yeah to the face. Like, face. Out. like why the fuck is the wind hurting my face right yeah. now like I that's 
So now, yeah, whatever yeah. you're talking about, if that's tough, now imagine doing it yep. in this, you know. In those right. conditions. Right. And even like, I mean, I, you know, I ain't trying to bring up like negative shit of the city, but there's a lot of tough, tough stuff for, for black and brown folk in the city that, um, yeah. you know, just percentage wise and stats and unemployment and infant mortality rate and mm -hmm. just like a incarceration rate, you know what I'm saying, is 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 gritty as hell out here and so i mean like it just you like i said before you have to really like move about methodically yeah. but also be like have that grit inside you and resilience to be able to 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 keep that fire lit yeah the better words but you got to keep that shit lit because it's real easy to to let it go out or let other folks you know um blow it out and so you got to do what you got to do <laughs> there you go <laughs> i'm talking about lit um, pour it out pour it out what keeps that fire and driving you guys that passion just to keep like um honestly man like this is sometimes it's internal and sometimes it's external like there's there's times like i'll say like last week i was you know writing something you know in my process and it, i started saying some shit where i was just like yo I fucking snapped right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> like I like I surprised myself. I was like, did I write that? I was like, maybe somebody said that. Someone must have said this before because that shit is too cold. Yeah. And, you know, there's that. And then there's like, you know, like people like you, man. Like, well, you, mm -hmm. you know, we saw, I saw you at the premiere and you had yep. your the sweatshirt on and mm -hmm. just like, you know, showing love. And we had already been talking about getting up in here and doing the yeah. interview. Um you know, like like at that event, there was a bunch of people. Like every show we do, I'm like surprised at like who shows up. Yeah, because it'll be people that I haven't seen you in years. Yeah, and then they're like, "Yo, you know, I've been meaning to come to one of your shows. Like I've I've been listening to you for a long time, but you know, like I'm always working or whatever the fuck." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's tight. Like mm -hmm. that you're you're like we're not talking. Like I haven't not not for like bad blood or nothing like that, but like. It's just you know, life, just, just life, yeah. Or even like people that they are like, I only know them because of because they support Brown Screw. Like that's you know like I don't know you. I was, that's all our relationship. Like I don't know you outside of that. Um, you know when we did that show with with Combo Chimbita, yeah. Uh, there was there was a couple who had gone. I mean, there's a lot of people that went to go see them, right? They're, yeah, they're big, for sure. They're a big name. You know, they do a lot of a lot of shows and. Uh, but we opened for them and the people buying our merch. Yeah. They literally never heard of us until that day. And then coming up after the show, like, and telling us like, yo, you guys are from Milwaukee. Like, I, mm -hmm. how did I not know about you? You know, you guys are so dope. You know, while we went and bought, you know, I'm like, you, you, you just heard about us today and you went and bought, you know, $60 in merch. Yeah. Like, damn. You know, like, I don't even do that with like artists that I know that I really like. <laughs> You know, just I'm like, I'll be thinking about it at a tour, like at the merch table, like, ah, oh, man, am I really going to pay this much for this T-shirt right now? Like, like, eh, I'll just frame the tickets, Dub. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in my scrapbook. I think, I think, you know, honestly, that that's the one thing for me, like, you know, I take a lot of pride in the city I'm from. And, you know, when I see artists like you, you, you can see the passion in your music. You can see... Like how I asked this question, you could see that fire in you guys. And, it, it, you know, we're all human. So throughout time, it's the light 
lights up or it gets dim. It's 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 life. Um, but definitely watching you guys. You guys got this special, unique sound, and it's it's, it's crazy. Like. I can't even express to people like they need to go to one of your shows and just see like the the diversity within the music and the adversity, diversity, like within the music you you perform. What what is the message, the overall message you would say you try to convey in that music? In, in all your music, if you were to group it up right now, like um what is the the one message you really want to get out as Brown's crew? I think um, so we have music that is about community and having fun and dancing we have music that's about police brutality mm -hmm. we have music that's um, and everything else in between but if I had to summarize everything and kind of say like what our overall message is um, I think I think it'd be closest to like um um, finding ways to uh, resist, um, finding ways to um, to resist, right? And resisting can sometimes be talking out about um, inequities in our communities, but at the same yeah. time, resisting can also be finding joy when you know society or or institutions try to strip it away from you um yeah but i think just like recharging and and resisting yeah overall because our music um you know music is is meant to uplift or to make you feel something mm -hmm. I, I like to think that our music encompasses that encompasses like um making people feel good or making people feel uh maybe question certain things um making them think deeper about certain things um and just making them feel good um yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. I think uh, I re I really like uh, what what Seba said about resistance and especially that joy piece. You know, like it's so much. I think for a minute we were like kind of like like people are like oh they're conscious rappers and there's like you know we're just gonna always be saying some conscious shit and yeah you know that that gets tired, bro. That gets that gets you know especially, exhausting. Especially, especially when you live in it too. Like when you're actually out here on these streets and and activating and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like we like to kick it too, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and everybody does. Don't matter who's the most like militant social justice warrior, whatever the fuck. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. act like you don't want. Like when you're at home and you're not putting on some fucking turned up music. Yep. Um, that's truth. Facts. I just want to say that facts. Yes. I really, really, yes. really feel what you just said. So you know, I think with that, and then so along with that. You know, I, I would say for for me, like I, I was thinking of of this question while while Sebas was answering, telling authentic stories. Yes. You know, uh, I and, and I think especially stories that are not necessarily being told. So you know, like so much music is like people are just using the same brand names, the yep. same you know drugs, the same whatever. They're like putting it. It's like a formula. They just oh, like, yeah. if I say this in this what style. Sells. And that's a know, sad gonna... thing, yeah. It, it's what sells. And it's like mm -hmm. saying those key points. And I like with um local with local musicians like you guys, it's like that I think that's what's refreshing too, that you don't you don't get the usual, the commercial. That's what I would call it. Mm -hmm. Like the commercial. Yeah, it's a lot of programming too. I mean, like, you know, your your diet is not only like like food that you eat, but it's like what you 
see on TV and what you listen to and, and stuff like that. And I think sometimes when it comes to creating, uh, especially music, if you are constantly listening to certain sounds and certain like lyrics and stuff like you're you're naturally gonna write about stuff like that or you're naturally gonna your your thought process is gonna be to include like you know go spend money on the bed yeah. with gucci and this and that and like there's nothing necessarily wrong with that especially if the beat is hot like you know what i'm saying but i think yeah. a lot of it also has to do with like just that diet and like that that internal programming that you maybe unconsciously are consuming and then that's kind of like what you end up outputting as well there you go so yeah, I think uh, kind of like wrapping up that that message piece, like those stories, you know, like like the Milaitis Milaitis song that you played earlier. Yeah, there's a line in there where I say like, "Ven a Milwaukee, te la vas a pasar a todo dar con mi comunidad. Come to Milwaukee, and you're gonna have you know the time of your life with with my community, community with my people. Yeah. yeah, you know and thinking about how like people from, you know, like I said before, I'm a, I'm a sound better as fuck, but like, you know, these bigger cities where they mm-hmm. always talk about like New York, you know, how many yep. songs have New York in them? How many songs have LA in them? Cali, just the state, yep. you know? Um, I don't, I don't feel like I go as hard for Wisconsin as I do for Milwaukee, obviously, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, like it's, it's authentic. Like I'm going to talk about, like, I'm going to say Milwaukee, I'm going to keep saying it. I, I would think about it before. Like, am I saying Milwaukee in too many songs or blah, blah, blah. No, fuck that. Like, yeah. you know, how many times you hear Compton? How many times you hear Chicago? Atlanta. You hear Atlanta, you know, like, like that's, that's where I'm from, you know, and, and I'm never going to forget that. I'm never going to forget where I'm from. And if you got like a new listener too, like, you know, cause I'd be keeping tabs on like where our music is streamed and shit. But yeah, if somebody comes across the music that has never heard us before and they hear Milwaukee, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not only are Milwaukee going to be on their radar now, but maybe they're going to look up Milwaukee artists and they're going to see like, oh shit, there's like stuff popping here. And then they're going to, you know, it's, it's, it's intentional, but it's also just because it's like inside of us already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to play it smooth. Got to play it smooth. And I, that, you like, <laughs> I'm going to play this. <laughs> <laughs> This is this was different. This is the most mm. different I've seen. Like I've I've been following all these years. That was smooth. Yeah. It's a, that pop. Yeah. Um. Well, I I just have a question about that song. What was the the idea behind that song like? So I want to tell this. Or you want to tell this go story? Ahead, go ahead. You, uh, yeah, go I want to hear the ahead. story. We were just talking one. about this the other day, and I thought this was hilarious. Uh, it was like one of those days, like Sebas was mentioning, we're chilling in my backyard, you know, playing a bunch of beats. And, you know, he's like, he's like, this is what I got. I got this song, this song. And, then like, you know, it was like a bunch of different stuff he had played for me, and there was nothing that I was really, like, messing with, like, too heavy. Yeah, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, mm, okay, all right, whatever. And then, like, it's you know, it's dark out at this point, and like, we're getting kind of, I think, probably closer to like wrapping up the session. And he's like, "Well, I have this song, but I don't think, I don't think you're gonna like it. I don't think you're gonna like it." And he starts playing the beat, and it was like, you know, that that's you play the hook right now, and it's kind of like, yeah, the, the like wavy part, but like the intro is like real like funky. Um, yeah, if you want to play that, um, I'm about to pull it up, but yeah, you know, he uh, 
he played this. He's like, yeah, I don't know if you're going to like it. I was like, yo, this is fucking hot. Like, this is fire, man. And he already had, you know, his verse and, and the hook pretty much all wrapped up. And yeah, I started, I, I think I just started freestyling to that right there. I almost wrote my whole verse right there, you know, almost in one one shot. You know, uh, I had most of it and then I kind of came up with the rest uh once we once we start actually started recording it but um that was the eta mm -hmm. eta eta okay eta esperando tu amor which means waiting for your love let's vibe out to okay. this real quick that video that video goes hard too shout out yeah. gonzalez, gonzalez visuals out on the lay hey <laughs> There we go, that baseline. I was really, I, I listened to it because I obviously prepping for the, the interview. I started listening to all the songs, I saw the interviews, and I'm like, oh shit, this one really was like, yeah. I like how they put the lights on the blades. That, sh that reminds me of Rolero. That's out in Cudahy. It's shut down, but it's. That in Skate University. Yeah. <laughs> Where is this roller rink? That's um. Like Highway 100 in Oklahoma. Okay, gotcha. That's not the old skate you. I don't think so. It's smooth because you had the, that little loungy back. Yeah, that, that's how I felt. Shout out, and shout out to all the people, too. We put out a, like a call for people who wanted to come skate um, for the video. And so we had a handful of people who came out to share their talents. Yeah. I like that. Uh, this is my favorite part right here. Shout out to AQ, our engineer. He 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 hooked this part up real nice. Yeah. I damn near I damn near after hearing that like uh that break like of the halftime. Yeah. I damn near almost wanted to make the entire song like that. Like that's how much I liked it. I was like, should we do the whole song like with that vibe? But the, yeah. the song was just too funky and upbeat to do that. But yeah, I love that part. Yeah, that was all. And that's the thing we were talking about collaboration earlier. You know, like love working with AQ because he he's an engineer. He's he's recording, but he's like he's also producing the track. Which mm -hmm. like, you know, this yeah. shit that. We didn't tell him to do that, that yeah. halftime thing. Like, that was just an idea that he had. And it just made it sound so, like, it was, like, sexy and, like, but, like, yeah. mysterious or, like, yeah. I don't know, you know, like, Yeah, and that's the sad. thing with, like, like, music, too, like, the, the arrangement and the... Uh, the co-producing that goes behind it because once you get the beat and you get the stems you can do you know relatively whatever you want to it yeah and so like it's really like those finishing touches and and home like aq always always not only you know makes it sound good but always is able to infuse as well like his his ideas and his, ear. his creativity he, like, he has yeah. a great ear too and just able to like really like uh amplify and take like the track to another level that's so, what's up yeah. i always like um when i do music um, 
I think that's a part of the process, especially when I'm like collaborating. Like that's what I love. Like I did the commercial I told you all about on Thursday. That should be coming out in a little while. But um, Omar Lozano, I'll get you his number. Um, try him out, man, because uh, the visual and the um, he's talented, and he built himself from the ground up. He's only been in two years, and this this kid, like literally, it's all I can say is fire. But um, while we were filming that, it was an all day thing, yeah. and. I'm telling you, his creative like genius while we were video recording, it was awesome. So that's what I'm getting when you're talking about yeah. your producer, like adding in, like um, Omar was adding his stuff, and I'm right, like, right. yeah, for sure. Um, what sacrifices have you made to pursue this career? Honestly, man, I feel like I'm sacrificing this career every time I do some other shit, like. Anytime I'm not doing music, like I just feel like I'm, I'm doing something else, and I'm like building my skill set in another area that I'm like this isn't my passion. Yeah, you know, like if I'm at my job or something, I'm like I'm doing, I'm getting deeper into this when I need to be getting deeper into music. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, you know, like two years I think where we were just, I had mentioned how like both of us came to a point where we're like, you know what. Fuck all this other shit. Like, let's do music. Yeah. And I remember, I like talking to my parents too. I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm quitting my job and I'm not gonna look for another job. Like, I'm just gonna do music. And I was able to to do that for you know close to two years. And and you know, it was a grind, bro. Like, I'm I'm not gonna play and say you know like in the summertime it's good. You have a lot of shows in the summer. Yeah. Um. You know, in the fall, you can do schools, and schools pay a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and then, but, you know, you're selling merch, and then, but then you also got to piece other shit together, you know? So mm -hmm. I do, like, contracting, painting houses, and, yeah. you know, f f I worked construction for a bit, you know, like, this, whatever, to, to just have that. Not only is it, like, I'm an artist, but it's, like, I have the freedom yeah. to, to think my own thoughts. I'm not like representing a company or an organization or anything. Like I'm my own mm -hmm. person in this world. And, you know, um, I will say luckily, like right before the pandemic, I got, I got like another job and it just kind of like fell into my lap. I wasn't looking for it or anything, but, uh, yeah, it worked out. It worked out. Um, and, but that's also like, I'm, I'm back at that point where I'm like, I'm fucking tired of yeah this shit and like I'm 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 my all my mental energy is going um somewhere else yeah when it, when it should be going to to music and to creating um so yeah. right now I'm gonna tell you fuck that job <laughs> <laughs> make, I sure, think it, make sure you have a plan though you know what I'm saying no like, you need you need yeah. money yeah don't, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that like kind of jokingly like people think like I'm just gonna quit my job and do it. like no you need you need money my boy like whoever whoever's out there thinking like you you do need something you need some kind of plan um and you know for me luckily I feel like I'll never go hungry in Milwaukee yeah I just know too many people and I know how to do a lot of shit and like I'm I'm a hard worker. That's how my, my parents raised me. Yeah. And so. How about you, Sebas? I feel, I, feel, I feel similarly. I think Chris, 
said it perfectly um you know obviously you sacrifice like uh yeah you know maybe time that you could spend uh you know i don't know kicking it or something like that because you're in the studio or you're um writing or working on some cover art or, or whatever it may be but uh, yeah but if you enjoy it it's not really you know too much of a sacrifice really um i feel similarly whereas i sometimes will feel bad or that i'm like sacrificing music for other stuff um life stuff job stuff things like that um but yeah i don't i don't really feel like i um have to sacrifice in turn yeah i just i just i think what kuriso said resonates with me more than um anything else that i have to say yeah i think like maybe like shows that's like one thing where it's like oh man i got this performance so i can't go do this other thing like performances are are pretty demanding and that's you know that's like our biggest money maker right like you know one show could make us more money than all the streams we have <laughs> you know like, right, right. um and that's true, I think, for, like, any artist at any scale. Yeah, shows and, um, shows and merch. So, yeah, like, that, sometimes that sucks. And I, and I think, personally, like, you know, we we wanted to do every single show we possibly could. Yeah. And now we're like, nah, we don't need to do every show. Like, it's fine to say no to stuff. Like, you, mm -hmm. you can't afford us, or it's not on brand, or, you know... It's just not worth it, whatever it may be. I feel like the way you guys explain that, it's like you you learn a lot about yourself in the process because I think in order to level up, you have to hit a wall and you have to push through that. It's it's I I, I think through that in the process of you know, you've had your ups and downs, I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? Over a decade of uh doing music together. I mean, that's special. That's what I think about like yeah, there's musicians out here who've done music, but to to be that long, um, what do you see in the next five years? Is there a time like, or you just take it day by day, or month by month, year by year? I think yes, and like is is these next five years is what like if we don't blow up in these next five years, then you know, it's time to, to not necessarily move on from music, but like, I don't know, well, like, I don't want to be 40 years old and still doing, you know, the small festivals and shit. In yeah, for like, sure. You know, like, um, I, I love the music. I'm always going to be connected to music. I, I mean, I think, you know, I have some, some recording knowledge. That's something that I want to get more into. But for me, it's like in this, in this coming year, like, Put out more music, put out more visuals. Uh, hopefully, something's something catches, like something hits, and yeah, and we can live off of this shit, you know, fully. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel the same way too. I think, um, I think there comes a, a point too where, like, um, like Chris said, I ain't trying to do the same shows I did, you know, five years yeah. ago and stuff. Yeah. Um, but being connected to music, right? So maybe it's. Uh, a song catches and people really like the content that we write and we end up being able to be songwriters where yeah. we're not on stage which i'm cool with but we still out here making music writing music getting checks on the back end that we yeah can offer. for sure or if yeah. it's um you know something like co-producing music or um you know even you know when i think of co-producing i think of diddy i know diddy has music but diddy really kind of 
makes more of his his uh, musical uh, influence, at least in my opinion, as a back-end person, making shit happen, making deals, uh, making the right plays, making music. Is he, is he Diddy these days, or is he, is he uh, Puffy now? <laughs> puffy. Or did, I don't he? think he Puffy. I think he, actually, I don't think he P. Diddy. I think he's just Diddy. No, I know, but I think now he no, went he to changed Puffy. Da- Puff Daddy. I, I mean, oh, that Puff dude, Daddy was you know. like when he was with J-Lo. J-Lo. Right, yeah. right, but I think now he went to Puffy, bro. I think he went from Diddy to Puffy. <laughs> yeah. Either way, either way, that man knows how to make moves and how to make records. So, like, um, yeah. I just would love to stay connected to music to uh, some capacity where I could um, eat off of it. And like Chris said, I mean, the, the plan would be great to be able to be a recording and performing artist and whatnot. But um, there's so much that goes into making music and performing and uh, making records and stuff that um, yeah. I'd be cool with just being connected to it in a certain way and be able to eat off of that. Oh, well, um, well, hopefully through this interview, you know, um, my plan is to um, interview locals in surrounding areas uh, out of Milwaukee and just bring a light because um, there's too much talent here and you guys are, you are one of the best examples of that. Um I appreciate you coming on here, taking time out your day. I know you guys got a busy schedule, um, but thank you. Thank you for coming here, sharing your uh, sharing your story, sharing, you know, just this side of you with, you know, the viewers, you know. So. For sure, man. Thanks for, you know, thinking of us and inviting us and showing love and support and all that. So we appreciate uh, much appreciation and love right back at you, bro. Awesome. Indeed, I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. So, oh, for sure. Thanks for having us. So again, everyone, this is Brown's Crew, Milwaukee's very own. When I tell you these are heavyweight Latinos out hey, of the hey. south side of Milwaukee, this is who they are. Ding 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 ding. Um, <laughs> they just dropped this track, so I'm just gonna leave the outro like this. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. He said heavyweights. That's, that's, I like that. Paletas, paletas, compran sus paletas. Saludos a mi gente en las selvas concretas. Paso con cuidado, ojo con culebras. No importa el carro, es más bien como manejas. Pronto voy de viaje con mis setas y maletas. ¿Qué más tú esperas? Casi pierdo la cabeza. Pies bien plantado como un par de macetas. Y la neta, soy profeta. Ya verán cuando yo muera. Mi gente presente, ahorita y para siempre. Desde la calle 12 a la avenida Insurgentes La doña de las tortas, el señor de los dientes La morra que da culo pa' ganarse sus billetes Son chambas diferentes, pero todos tienen clientes Borrachitos compran vino, chimuelos compran dientes El mundo es un casino, se volvió tierra caliente Jueguen con cuidado y que tengan buena suerte Cien mexicanos dijeron que el Browns Crew no es nada ligero Nos quieren retar pero no llegan al peso Hazte pa' un lado, no la hagas de pedo Cien mexicanos dijeron Que el Browns Crew no es nada ligero Nos quieren retar pero no llegan al peso Hazte pa' un lado, no la hagas de pedo
desde León, Guanajuato, México. Un saludazo tremendo, con un chorro de suerte para los dueños, autores, artistas de Brown's Crew. Chile ganas, chile ganas, el mundo es de ustedes. Buena suerte y mucho éxito, muchas Saludos a el pueblo, amor pa' mi hermana. Honores a mi jefe quien dio esa caminada. Lecciones de la vida, no hay que temer a nada. Cualquier obstáculo lo brincamos como rana. Sana, sana, tengo panas que se curan con la ganja. Prefiero un buen menudo y una miche bien helada. Pa' ti todo es difícil, imposibles no son nada. Para un maestro como yo, aún así le echo ganas. Dicen que soy Cholo, pero más como te chala. Tratan contenerme, voy a tener quebrar la jaula. Calentando como sauna cuando entro en la zona. Viene ya mi tiempo, soy un rey sin su corona. California, Arizona, Colorado y Nevada. Wisconsin, Illinois, en Michigan está la raza. Que radica y no se raja en cualquier parte del mapa. Con corazón de oro, pero persiguiendo plata. Cien mexicanos dijeron que el Browns Crew. No es nada ligero Nos quieren retar pero no llegan al peso Hazte pa' un lado, no la hagas de pedo Cien mexicanos dijeron Que el Browns Crew no es nada ligero Nos quieren retar pero no llegan al peso Hazte pa' un lado, no la hagas de pedo Sépanlo bien Por acá, la raza, la gente se enloquece con la música como la de ustedes es música totalmente nueva muchachos echenle ganas echenle ganas acuérdense querer es poder porque les quedó como dicen por acá bien perrona